Comrades, welcome to a special Albums of the Year edition of Dying Scene Radio. I'm Anarcho-Punk, and with me as always is my buddy Bobby. Say howdy, Bob. No, I'm not going to do it. I did it for Derek, not for you. You're so antisocial. Normally, this is the part where I would say that we're here to bring you noteworthy scene news and some kick-ass music from emerging artists, but uh, not today, faithful listeners. Today, we're going to be talking about our albums of the year lists, Uh, and we're going to play some songs from those lists, so I guess we do get to hear some emerging artists, huh, Bob? We do, yes. Um, Before we get started, though, let's do a little housekeeping. Our intro song for this episode was from my honorable mentions list uh, from the southeast side of England. That was Eat Dirt with Pull Out from the EP Welcome to Shithouse on Sea. (laughs) So a couple things to unpack there. First off, the EP name is pretty fucking badass. And secondly, um, pulling out is the least effective form of contraception. (laughs) Don't use this song as a form of contraception, please. No, do not. Um, Yeah, so that song, I think it came out in the spring, that album, uh, and that one was a pretty heavy rotation. Only reason it was on the honorable mentions list, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, was because it's an EP, and I can't give full credit and put EPs alongside LPs unless um, you are fitness from Chicago. We did uh, it last year. We both did it last year. With Puppet Show and Fitness. Yeah, I fucked the rules last year, but that was an exceptionally great EP. It was. Uh, Not that this one wasn't, but uh, I did have to make an exception last year, so... Uh, what have you been up to, Bobby? I ain't talked to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a little bit, but I was out in Denver. I was out uh, your way. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you came out to visit and keep me company because I don't have any friends here in the Mile High. Because no, I'm kind you of a, don't. You were getting lonely. Kind of a recluse and a loser. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you came out. We went to um, a couple shows and hung out here uh, around the city. Um, we went. Uh, we uh, we were going to go see Leftover Crack. And uh, who else were they playing? Uh, Youth Brigade. Yep. Um, our friends and Potato Pirates were playing. Yeah. Uh, but then we ended up getting free tickets from our buddies over at Colorado Punk Rock Army. And they got us into the Less Than Jake show, huh? Yeah, my friend's pretty bummed, though, about, uh, you know, the Potato Pirates and missing out on them. So gotta, uh, we'll get him a shirt. You got to get him that shirt for sure. Um, who else played with less than Jake? Uh, that was the Lillingtons, uh, yep. local legends. Uh, the gamuts played. Yep. I know you really enjoyed them. They're they always were, a good time. They were great. And then, um, the Skycore act, sorry, sweetheart, which was one of my favorites. They opened things up and, uh, put on a very energetic <laughs> performance. They were bouncing off the walls early. They, they were hilarious. I, I will say I uh, talked a little bit of shit about the singer. Not in a bad way. 
He was a good singer. We were making oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were making fun of him, and he might take this as a compliment if he is listening or listens to this. Uh, oh, I'm sure he, he, will. he was uh, really quite the spitting image of Adam Lazara, I believe his name is from Taking Back Sunday. He had like the whole look, the skinny jeans, like okay. the dance moves, and uh, <laughs> I was getting a kick out of it. Yeah. They're I'm, pretty good guys. I I know Taking Back Sunday well enough uh, to know that that that's what he was doing. So as much <laughs> shit I was talking about him, I was essentially talking back on myself. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, uh, where was that show? That was at the Summit. I'm actually going to see uh, Sorry Sweetheart at another show here at the Summit in the uh, next week <clears throat> or this weekend. But we'll talk about that next episode, I'm sure. We went to a uh, different yeah, so, show out there, too, though. That was, yeah. I feel like just as much fun was the local show you took me to. Oh, yeah. Another, that's another Colorado punk rock <laughs> army joint. Um, they put on a lot of shows here. And if you're not following them on Instagram yet, follow them. It's Colorado punk rock army. Um, I take a lot of pictures for them. So if you like any of my pictures on Dying Scene or my anarchopunk.la page, you'll also want to follow them for some more pictures. Um, but they put on a, a show for around the holidays usually. And this one uh, was Mary Punksmas 2018. Uh, nothing but local bands, but we got some pretty thick talent here uh, in Denver. So uh, it was a Swamp Rats, which is a pretty noisy two-piece. Uh, Queen City Centers. Uh, Derek, our friend, is in that band. Uh, the Dead shout, End. Shout out to Derek for the sweet a shout shirt. Shout out to Derek, Dude. who got us, who hooked Bob up with the shirt oh, because he man. wanted so much. I was so um, happy. I've worn it like three or four times already. I've worn it to two shows <laughs> that I've had out here. I'm repping it, Derek. There you go. Uh, who else? The Dead End, who's like a three-piece rockabilly. And then Kenny's Login, who was probably um, Bob's favorite act of the night after Queen City Sinners, if I remember correctly. I so, don't know. We were pretty drunk by the end of it. Yeah, we were pretty drunk, but that is not why I like <laughs> them. They came out with an awesome album this year, and I wish I would have had they more did? time to get into it because I fucking loved watching them live, dude. Those guys are talented the, musically. They uh, incorporate a lot of different sounds. One of their guitar mm -hmm. players was absolutely amazing at guitar. Um, so at guitaring? At guitaring. Uh, he, <laughs> it was just it was a really great show. I had a ton of fun. The local scene was a blast there. Yeah, good. I'm glad we could uh, show you a good time. And and the, the the Halloween show or the Christmas show was a little bit cooler than the the Less Than Jake show on New Year's Eve. Uh, that was, uh, I believe, in the negatives when we were leaving that show. How did you enjoy? How did you enjoy the weather? I remember being uh, outside and I was uh, talking on the phone to my girlfriend and I was like, "Dude, it's like fucking zero degrees." And some guy leans over. He's like, "It's not that bad. It's ten out." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, sorry, dude. It's." 10 degrees right yeah i think by the time we left it, it's it, it was closer to single digits and then they said with the wind chill is probably in the negative so yeah uh that was a pretty chilly night but a fun new year's eve overall it was nice being able to um count down and drop the ball with less than jake sure and, and i came back to uh, a not so sunny california you told me to head to the beach and take a picture for you but it's been raining for weeks i mean off and on That's or no cloudy excuse. and yeah it's been uh I wouldn't say chilly weather, although it's been snowing quite a bit up in the mountains. We were up in the snow last week, and yeah. Yeah, so. you, do, you could still go to the beach. Just don't get in the water after it's been raining in yeah. L.A. You do, <laughs> that's, that's a sure, uh, sure way to get hepatitis. Exactly, but. all that runoff. <laughs> um, so that's about it. I know that's... Uh, 
probably the main thing that we've done lately. I haven't even really been to a lot of shows. I show I slowed down for the uh, for the winter. Not that the scene has slowed down any, but my old bones are getting a little creaky, so I haven't been to as many shows. Yeah. Um, but we had a ton of fun. I'm very very glad you came out, uh, and I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed this scene. You'll have to do it again soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for showing me around, and we might be moving there soon. Who knows? Um, I'll swap places with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On with the show. Uh, Let's start off some things with talking about some of our honorable mentions. Um, Bob, uh, I've decided this year we're going to split it up instead of passing it back and forth. Let's just hear your uh, honorable mentions. We'll talk uh, about them a little bit and then you can uh, hand the mic over, so to say. So I went, I went through a few of them. I had about 25 or 30 albums oh, no. on, on my list this year, and I narrowed it down to a good 15 pretty easily. Uh, and of the, the 15, 10 made it, a few were EPs and, and didn't. Um, I wanted to put them up there, but I, I took them down. Uh, Drug Church came out with an album this year. I think it was their third album that they've come out with, and I really liked their first one, and I really liked this one, but uh, uh, it just didn't quite make it. I don't know if it's because of their first album um, I, I enjoyed so much, and it just didn't quite equate to that, but I think on its own it's a very sure. good standalone album. Um, you introduced me to the Popes of Chili Town, and yeah. their album was uh, a ton of fun. Some some great ska. Um, really, their their drummer uh, has a lot of good versatile style to him. Um, their their beats, their tones, they remind me a lot of. Uh, a more punk version of like RX Bandits or something like that. It's like yeah. the music of RX Bandits with, you know, a lot more just punk melodies uh, and singing style. Um, yeah. The Broke Downs. Definitely a lot more grunge. They got a lot more grunge to them than totally. a lot of ska bands. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And not to say that like RX Bandits doesn't have those roots. I mean, they came out with an album of Fuse Your Ears Back or just some covers where they like covered Fugazi and shit like that. Um, but. Uh, at any rate, um, just the singing style isn't there as far as it is uh, with Popes of Chili Town. Um, the Broke Downs was another album uh, that was on there, and then The Creeps. Um, so these are, are some of my honorable mentions. Um, I had some bigger bands, too, that I just didn't want to throw on. I mean, I have big sure, bands on my sure. list, uh, but like Joyce Manor, they've been around for a while. They've got a lot of recognition. I mean, that album was on repeat for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's another band called The Frights. Um, all kind of pretty poppy stuff, um, surprisingly, because uh, the last few years it's been a lot of harder stuff for me. But uh, the pop albums got to me this year. Yeah, sometimes you go through phases too, and it's not a bad thing to be a little bit more well-rounded, especially if you're just going to stick to one genre like totally. I do. You know, I, my whole spectrum was pretty much from punk A to Z, but nothing if you get outside of punk. I don't care for any other music. Well, and it's so pop have punk, to, right? But well, uh, yeah, but not. It's not just like you know, radio pop. So, anyways, well, those, those are, are some pretty good ones. I did uh, the Popes of Chili Town was on my radar for a little while. The others, not so much. So good job. I, I, my uh, my lovely wife and I were talking about the the fact that you and I have very divergent tastes in music, and I said, well, you know, that's a, actually a really good thing for the show because nobody wants to hear just one asshole's opinion. Let's get two assholes. <laughs> we do well, and so. I narrow it in. Like uh, when I looked at my Spotify, like most played albums of the year, I had like Smashing Pumpkins on there, or more, oh, most no. played artists. Um, Dude, I listen to their Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness like all the time. I had the used first album on there from like 
2002 uh, or whenever it was. Um, we'll cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 20, uh, the best albums of 2018. You're still talking about Smashing Pumpkins. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I listen like last year, Rage Against the Machine was on there because of their first <laughs> self-titled album. So I still listen to a lot of old shit. Uh, I listen to a lot of yeah different uh, stuff. Some stuff for sure. Stuff, so. Yeah. Um, so good list. I, I had quite a few more, and I treat my uh, um, honorable mentions list a little bit differently. Differently, there are a few albums that are kind of overflow that didn't quite make the top yeah. ten. Uh, but there's also, like I mentioned earlier, EPs. You know, there's some exceptional EPs, and they need some recognition. But I can't, in good conscience, put them on a list of LPs when I'm talking about albums of the year. You know, Absolutely. there's a four-song EP <laughs> versus a twelve-song LP. It just yeah. doesn't seem right. So I use it mainly for that. Some some albums that. Need a little bit of recognition and uh, you, the first one of those was what what oh, do you gotta say i was just gonna say you know me i'm all <laughs> i'm all for that i know you don't care and it's what's uh, and again that's what's good you treat yours a little bit differently and that's that's how you do it it's totally fine every the listeners get a little bit more that's all yep. and that's never a bad thing nope um so the first one on my list was Long Way Down, uh, their new EP Swinging for the Fences. Um, I actually had to call the record label or email the record label, White Russian Records, and I bugged Olaf uh, to uh, debut the second single from the album because the first one was so good. Yeah. Um, so that one was on my radar pretty is, early. Uh, is Olaf there. the White Russian? Maybe. I don't know. There's a couple of them over there. <laughs> I right. think it's actually Roloff. I don't know. I think I typed Olaf here. Maybe it corrected it. Um, but Sorry, yeah, Roloff and the guys over there are always, uh, always very nice and accommodating. So they sent me the second track uh, to debut. And the EP just kind of stayed on my playlist. It definitely popped its uh, head up quite often through it 2018. Was, it was a really good, uh, really good EP. I played it quite a bit as well. And I'm surprised I've made it into your honorable mentions because it's like pretty throwback like 2002 2003 emo like oh yeah yeah for sure but uh, again you know i have a broad range once you get into the punk genre yeah. and, and i don't discriminate if it's a good album it's a good album well it's definitely not my preferred part of punk or my preferred compartment of punk um, but it was but a it great was a album. album yeah yeah yeah, so if you guys haven't heard it, definitely check that out. Uh, that single Cobwebs still. I think I played it once or twice today at work uh, on my little uh, playlist, my work playlist. So. Nice. Um, next, uh, I had the Lawrence Arms. They had a 29-song retrospective album. Oh, yeah. It's a collection of the band's most yeah. popular works. Um, which, I mean, a greatest hits album can't be on your albums of the year list. That's no. not fair because it's no. nothing but hits. But it was a great album, and it definitely... Uh, uh, played through my playlist quite a bit. Yeah. Um, same thing kind of with the Mad Caddies, which is on my list here for honorable mentions. Um, the Punk Rock Steady cover album, it was all really awesome fat record songs, so you can't go wrong there. Um, I don't know I if... I played it a ton. Was this mentioned in the interview or not? I don't know if I asked them during the interview or after. I think it was during... The, fat Mike picked all the songs yeah. for... Yeah, he mentioned that. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was pretty so, interesting. A, a curated... Uh, album from fat mike yeah. with the mad caddies performing it right uh, so that one was definitely uh on my most popular albums of the year but didn't make my top 10 because 
of reasons we've already discussed. Um, of course, Eat Defeat, uh, which was uh, the intro song um, off of their EP, their newest EP. Um, and then The Casualties was an epic album. Uh, they came back with a new front man, David Rod- Rodriguez. Um, didn't right. skip a beat. Album is so fucking great. Um, but it's a bigger name, and we try to limit our lists to smaller names, maybe a few bigger names peppered in. So right. um, that was the reason they were out. Square Crow really could have made my list, their album Before the Sun Catches Us All. Um, I'm still kicking myself that it didn't make it. I tried like three or four times to squeeze them in. It was just one of those that just kept eking back outside of the top 10. But um, fucking mind-boggling album. I love it. Can I change my mind? Can we just do this <laughs> whole you put thing it on over there? again? I want to put them on I'm there. also thinking of like other albums I should have thrown on there. Did you listen to yeah. the Kelligans album that came out this year? Um, I don't think I... Yeah, yeah, maybe I did. It was okay. early in the year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't recall, but it was a good album, but it's not... It's not my cup of tea. It's kind of like Dropkick Murphys-ish, yeah, like the bit. Irish yep. punk. But there are so many songs on there that I kept listening to. I'm like, gosh, this is so good. But there are songs where I'm just like, I'm not into this style. So for right, those of you yeah. who love that style, I would recommend checking that album out for sure. Definitely. That was a good one. Um, and then the last one on my list was uh, Upper Downer, their self-titled EP, which EP kind of bumps it up into this uh, Okay this category here but i burned that when it came out later in the year and i just burned through it as much as possible i i listened to it today on the way into work it's good angry like street punk not street punk but like dirty grimy gutter punk so yeah that's a good good way to roll into work on a tuesday did you mention the interrupters already I did not. Oh, okay. um, they were they were on the fringes of, of making my um, honorable mentions. I think yeah. they might have been on there at one time, and I ended up taking them off. I love the hometown team, and I'm always going to pull for uh, the kids from the valley. But, well, and it's yeah, great it's just how popular uh, the She's yeah, Kerosene so song big. became. It's just so big. It's uh, you know a very straight up uh, like ska punk ballad or something that could have just been on a rancid album or whatever else but yeah. it's been played on k-rock and all the other ones and it's like all right cool mm-hmm. like making a name for the scene again definitely and and the album was fantastic but we like to give a little bit more attention to the smaller acts yeah, and totally. uh interrupters have definitely surpassed that <laughs> at this totally. point um yeah, so that's kind of our honorable mentions list. A few albums that, for whatever reason, didn't quite make our top ten, but definitely needed uh, plenty of attention. Um, but now let's get into the real meat of the episode, Bob. Um, let's start with your picks, and let's hear some music. I'm tired of talking. <laughs> let's play Let's play your number ten pick, just so everybody can kind of hear it and know exactly why you picked them. Uh, from Canada's capital... This is We Were Sharks from the album Lost Touch. The song is sober. There's a 
time There's no turning back Forgive and forget I'm not there yet It's hard to do when you're sober Rehearse my lines to cut all my ties It's hard to say that it's was sober from we were sharks from the great white north fantastic pick bob that one um was pretty close to making my list as well uh but i didn't want it to be too pop heavy and i do Ooh. have some on there already but I, man I, I that's a ya. really tight album i told you poppy as shit the song that we just played sober i was just like so pop so pop yeah. but it was just stuck in my head all the time like yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't help it and then like the rest of the album there were so many like catchy poppy things I didn't <laughs> want to like it but I did it reminded but me but I kept singing it <laughs> yeah it reminded me of like the starting lines first album or something and you know when when I was young, those things mean something to you. And when you get albums that are like really good, I love when yeah. I find a band that has like such a throwback feel, but is new. Like it gives me yeah. something new to listen to that I would have wanted from another band, like uh, Choke Up's uh, Black Coffee album or Black Coffee, whatever it was called. I loved that album. Um, and so this really became uh, a good album. And I don't know if I had ever heard of We Were Sharks before. Uh, this was their third full length album, it looks like. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they are from Ottawa, Ontario, and I was thoroughly impressed with how poppy it was and how much I couldn't get it out of my head. Yes, I, I agreed with that pick. Not that I disagree with any of them because it's all a matter of opinion, but I, when I endorsed that one. When I saw it, I was very glad um, that it made yours because it was really close to making mine. Well, thank uh, you. Great album overall. On to the next um, one. Yeah, let's listen to some more music. The next one's another great one um, from Phoenix, Arizona. This is Playboy Man Baby with Don't Be an Asshole. You can take this song's advice, Bob. <laughs>
from the album Lobotomobile, that was Playboy Man Baby with Don't Be an Asshole. I just want to say, Bob, fuck you, AP. <laughs> no, fuck don't you. be an asshole. Um, yeah, we played Playboy Man Baby earlier in the season, um, but did, weren't you saying that they had another album this year, too? Yeah, so they had another album come out later this year. Um, so this was their fourth uh, full length, if I'm not mistaken. And they had a fifth come out later in the year. Two records. Jeez, they could and have had two on the list. One year was pretty ridiculous. There were other bands that I, I was looking at that had come out with two albums this last year. I think there were yeah, like... I think who was it a vulture wake wasn't it uh, there there was like two or three bands that were on my list yeah. where i was going through and i'm like they came out with another fucking album what the <laughs> who does that who has the time <laughs> for that well i guess if you're a touring band great and like we're, we're in the age where you need to be putting stuff out all the time and it's nice that there are bands putting out two full albums instead of like two singles or like two eps when they could have just made yeah. a full length um yeah. so that just tells me they're hard at work um playboy man baby in general is like like some of that shitty sarcastic punk rock that I love and I miss mm. about like Guttermouth uh, or Dead Kennedys. Um, or <laughs> yeah. Just uh, they do. They have a Dead Kennedys feel to them. They're oh yeah. Very, uh, wise wise acres, I believe the old timers would call them. Yeah, totally. So um, that is why that one made the list for me. Is I just don't see a lot of like nice like sarcastic, witty. Um, commentary on society so it was a great album i really enjoyed it the the music in general is really like fun and dancing and all over the place uh yeah. so yeah check that album out um, um all right what's up uh number eight who did you have number eight we played these guys earlier in the year no liar a nice hard band uh it's not like metal but they're they're very good very hard um and uh a lot of social commentary here it doesn't get like too directly political so i love that about them um it's their <laughs> first album they're from uh, victoria uh british columbia um uh, so another, another canadian band yeah totally and i was just up there last year or i guess it was late 2017 i'm like damn i wish i would have known about these guys i would have yeah. Check to see if there was a show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, but it gives me another reason to uh, go back up there, or at least look around Fuck for them yeah. and back up there. Um, so I'm excited to see what these guys have in store. If that was their first album, it was it sounded amazing. Um, I think they're signed with Victory Records or something. I could be wrong. I've yeah. gone through so much uh, band information in the past week, like leading up to yeah. this, to gather stuff that uh, I should write shit down, and I just don't. You know me. I'm I'm pretty sure they are signed to Victory because that kind (laughs) of caught me by surprise. I was like, are people still signing Victory records? Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. One of them definitely was because I saw it. Especially after Um, the whole like streetlight fiasco. So yeah, there's been a couple fiascos. I'm sure there Uh, have. Like not more than tooth and nail, but. (laughs) And and I always try and find a a silver lining. At least they're uh, uh, at least. offering some sort of outlet for some bands so absolutely there there we go um all right good number eight how about number seven stringer i think we played this band earlier in the year too these are probably a lot of bands that i forced onto uh onto the playlist (laughs) earlier but um at any rate uh stringer uh the album is called my bad uh is Mm -hmm. um a really great 
pop album, but with just a ton of diversity to it. Um, they slow down at times and do like some acoustic or really soft stuff that's extremely reminiscent of like Elliott Smith or something, but then they play like pop and, and punk in there too. And again, almost like We Were Sharks, uh, there is uh, a song on there that just kept like playing through my head. And I, when I first started listening to it, or you know, maybe it was on rotation. Um, I don't look at my phone a lot when when it's playing, and I kept leaving work or wherever, being like, "God, what, what is that song? I'm singing it again, singing it again." And I found them and really listened to the album. And it's a if you want a diverse album that's not the same through and through, uh, I would highly suggest taking out Stringer. This is their first album. They're a band from New York. And they are a relatively small band. This is probably the smallest band I have on my list. On Spotify, they only have about 250 followers. Uh, and I was just extremely blown away to hear that because they sound like a band who's been around for a while as far as their writing style goes, as far as their diversity, the writing quality, all of that. Um, and just for how fucking good they are. I mean, I would assume they would have been like in the 50,000s or something. So, yeah. um, Well, good. Yes. That's always nice when you find like a little hidden gem like that and you can uh, do your part to try and expose them to the rest of the world. Yeah, I hope they get more exposure. And I think it's hard as a band. A lot of it is just about, you know, the right people hearing it, sharing it, um, I guess playing enough shows. I I don't fucking know because none of my bands have ever <laughs> done still, any well. Still haven't found out the secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I hope they do because they definitely uh, are doing great with this. So. Well, good. Good pick. I like the uh, the smaller bands, of course, because that's what we do here. So that was a good one uh, for us to include. Um, and what about rounding out your, uh, I guess, bottom five? My what do you got in five. at number six? So coming in at number six is Aimless Again, 2020 Future Punks, uh, yeah. another New that's York another band. another one I think we played this this. Uh, season totally the podcast yeah it totally yeah. is uh this is their third full-length album if i'm not mistaken uh and they are what i consider and this is me making up a genre <laughs> of what i consider fun punk the music's just so fucking fun to listen to it's it's not pop okay uh and it's not hardcore but it's fun fucking punk it's like i would consider pairs like I, I just think they're fun punk to listen to. Everything they do is just like so awesome and dancey and moshy and, and fun, but they're not hard as shit, you know, like they're not the hardest band you'll ever listen to, but they're not poppy by any means. Um, right. And so Aimless Again had a really nice solid album. Um, one thing that I've really realized about going through this list is there are a lot of bands that I haven't known about that I'm finding them on their like third or fourth, fourth albums. Uh, and... I end up listening to a lot of music because I'm doing the podcast. And so I don't get time to go back. And I, I'm really wondering, like, yeah. what does yeah. their first and second album sound like? <laughs> because usually those albums are better. Um, yeah. So I need to find some time early this year and, and go back through um, We Were Sharks, Playboy Man, Baby, and Aimless again and listen to some of their earlier albums and see what they're all about. Well, how about for now, we play the listeners a song from Aimless Again so that they don't have to go digging for it. Do it. Um, this is Fun Punk's Aimless Again from the album 2020 Future Punk's. The song is Scream. So here I go again Another spout of self-awareness of self-doubt and I write to you again Write to you a friend Maybe the sirens weren't loud enough Maybe my white flag was not held tight enough Mental seed and I'm running 
Scream from Pop Punks. I'm going to change it. I don't like Fun Punks. What? We're just going to stick with Pop but Punks. But it's not everybody pop. knows it. Look, if we say Fun Punks, nobody's going to know except for you and I. But if uh, but if pop, pop Punk people listen to this, they'll be like, this is not Pop Punk. And I don't know how happy okay. they'll be. And then if well, you say Pop way. Punk, the people who don't like Pop Punk are being like, fuck that band. And they won't listen to it, yeah, but they well. should. You can't please all the people all the time, Bob. I can't. Um, Let's just call either it way, Punk Punk. That was Aimless Again, rounding out Bob's bottom five from the album 2020 Future Punks. How about that? How Way to go, Bob. That? You had a very good bottom five. I'm a little partial to mine, um, but yours was pretty good. Right. So uh, let's go ahead and check out mine. Get the, uh, get the show moving. Uh, at number 10, um, and this was strictly just because it was a larger band, so they lost um, points. It's kind of weird that we <laughs> subtract points for them being a larger, more established band. Well, the show um, is about swing, promoting small bands. It is. It is. And I think we, we do a good job. But you can't overlook Swing and Utters. Um, they had a pretty long hiatus. It's been a while since they had their last song. Yep. But they released the album Peace and Love. Um, so, like I said, we kind of go back and forth on our list. Bob's like, uh, Bob likes keeping the, the smaller bands on. Um, and I always tell him, you know what, man, it's the albums of the year. It doesn't matter if they're big bands. But we do kind of uh, keep ourselves a little bit honest. And that's why they were in at number 10. But, man, fantastic album. Um, there was probably five or six songs on the album that instantly became you know, favorites and just lived in my playlist. Yeah. Um, Louise and her spider was probably my favorite just because it's so weird and boppy and cool. Um, but I was very glad to see them after uh, a pretty long hiatus. They, they've been around forever and they've uh, always been one of my favorite bands. So uh, well, well done to Mr. P-Bucks and the rest of the gang in Swing and Utters. Um, number nine, a similar situation. Uh, direct hit released uh, a new album this year crown of nothing mm -hmm. um and i was just i was looking forward to this album for so long i just couldn't leave it off the list i love direct hit um it, i don't know if it was quite as good as their last album but it was still uh, i think top 10 worthy um even with the amount the breadth of great albums that came out this year. Sure. Uh, I don't think you can overlook Direct Hit. And I know you like Direct Hit too. What do you think? You I didn't do. Make your list, but. It, it didn't make my list, but I think it didn't make my list because I had so many other things in rotation. Um, I definitely listened to it quite a few times, uh, but uh, it didn't it didn't pull me in like a lot of the other albums did, um, sure. or I was just searching for new music. So, um, well, and it, and it was released a little later in the year too. So the, when the ones that come out later are always a little bit hard to get on the yeah. end of the year or on your albums at the end yep. list. Um, but nonetheless, I was. Um, 
I was waiting for this album pretty much since the moment they announced it. I was waiting for it since beforehand. So very glad that it came out. Um, I'm sure everybody here is familiar. And I really hope that they do a little bit more touring in support of the album because I it's one of the few bands I haven't shot. And they're one of my favorite bands. So nice. Come through Denver, guys. I'll take pictures of you. <laughs> um, how about we listen to some of my songs? Let's listen. We to haven't some heard of any of my music yet since the intro. It's been the Bob show up until now. <laughs> um, how about for my number eight song? We'll uh, kick off a little block of music there. Uh, this one is Australian skate punk's Nerdlinger from the album Happy Place. This is Contagious. <laughs> Since you introduced all my songs and closed them out, I'm going to do it to some of yours. That was Nerdlinger from the album Happy Place, Contagious. I like it. You did a very good job, Bob. Thank you. I don't know if I'll do it again. I just, I felt like it. Sometimes you got to be spontaneous. You know what? I I could have said it better. Could have said it better, but you know. (laughs) No, no, no. You did a fine job. I don't have all the practice. Um, but it seems like Australia uh, is really kind of like the home for skate punk now. They really adopted the American skate punk sound and have uh, really run with that. Um, Nerdlinger is one of, one of many excellent skate punk uh, bands down there. Um, it's such man, a small a place, too. Album. Like, I mean, it's, I know it's fucking huge, but like, yeah. what, they got like eight big cities. Where are all these bands coming from and playing? There are so many bands from Australia that are killing it, that are crushing mm-hmm. it. I don't know if they've just done a great job of adopting styles that I really like, and therefore I'm drawn to their bands yeah, and they aren't exactly. that big or, or what. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with the selection of music they've had over the past few years. Yeah, that's a very well-rounded album too. It it it, um, it had a little bit more of a variety than your typical uh, skate punk album, um, but it kind of kept the tone up the entire time. It never lost its tone or the message, um, but still kind of. I don't know. Uh, you can't see what I'm doing now with my hands. But it's kind of like a little snake thing. He looks like kind he's doing. He's at a rave. Weaved, <laughs> kind of weaved around um, into uh, some different sounds. And a really good. Um, album i think uh 
as far as where they are in their careers too. Yeah. Nerdlinger's been around it was for on, a little while now. It was on my radar for sure. So excellent job, guys. Gotta love the uh, Australian bands there. Um, really keeping the mantle alive for good skate punk. So well done, guys. Um, Bringing it to, to number to seven. One. Rolling this in is, at number seven. Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> this is The Bundles. The song is Not called The Bundles. Uh, You're the... fucking this up. <laughs> just, give, just give me this. This is Bundles. <laughs> The song's called The Glow from Deaf Dogs. was the glow brought to you by boston boys bundles you like that alliteration you, that was like four or five b's in a row you do it better bum, than i do bum, i'm just gonna hand it back bum. to you oh yeah i'll definitely cl clean it up for you buddy no Thanks. worries uh the album was deaf dogs and uh one of our senior staffers jay stone actually turned me on to those guys i had never heard of them but he's from the boston area the greater boston area um so they're one of his local bands uh when the new album came out he kind of sent it over and said hey you, you should check these guys out and i said jay you are uh, both a scholar and a gentleman because i ended up loving the album uh, it's got a really crazy frenetic pace through the whole thing it almost makes you a little anxious throughout the whole album and i like that just because it's uh not a feeling that you often have with albums so it's a little bit different i, I wish i, I would have it. gotten to listen to this a little bit more because you sent it my way and i do recall immediately loving the album and i just don't know if i ever added it to my playlist or my rotation <laughs> to listen to that happens man there are so mm -hmm. many bands it just gets hard to get through i mean i must yeah. have had i think on my playlist of 2018 to listen to and figure out what i like and don't like I don't know, like 800 songs or something like that. I don't know, give or take. But still, it's a lot of music to, to end up going through. And so some things just get missed. Um, yeah, I'm going to have do. to give clerical this, errors. Yeah, I'm going to have to give this a better chance this year. And I'm, I'm going to be a year late uh, on loving the album, just like I was with a few other bands last year, unfortunately. That's all right. As long as they uh, have somebody loving their album, I'm sure they don't really care when. I'm sure. 
let's see, at number six, uh, my friends from Connecticut, Connecticut. Uh, the Hemp Studies put out a new album, Seance Seance, um, and I was actually listening to that one from back in like late 2017. They sent me the demo, so this one's been on my radar forever, um, and it's just an amazing fucking album, a whopper of an album, some might say, uh, from beginning to end hitting on every cylinder i loved even you know everything down to the track layout was pretty much impeccable on this one um what did you think i know we played it a little bit earlier uh and you're a fan of ska which these guys are kind of in between ska and reggae so uh and they hate it when you just call them ska so i always <laughs> yeah. make a point to say ska slash reggae yeah. um but you you like that kind of the classic clean ska sound and reggae sound anyway. I, th I think I had like seven ska albums on my list altogether. <laughs> yeah, to cut it down. <laughs> um, how is it that, uh, I don't know, how is it that ska isn't more enjoyed is, is uh, beyond me. Um, I agree. But I know people don't like it as much as I do or as much as you do or as much as a bunch of my friends do. I don't know, somehow I just met a bunch of people in life who really enjoy ska and then everybody else is like, what the fuck is this? Um, I thought it was, it was great. It was... Uh, uh, up there again um, I had so many to choose from that I really just had yeah. to narrow it down um, there's also like what Backyard Superheroes came out with an album uh, and there's like one or two more fucking ska bands I can't put yeah. my finger on right now but um, yes it was a very enjoyable album and yeah that's that's it that's all I have to say that's, about that. That's all I have to say. Uh, no, I knew from the second that it hit with that, that opening drum beat uh, provided by Mr. Covey. I, I fell in love, and uh, it's one of those albums, like, whenever I put it on, I don't want to turn it off. You know, some albums, you're like, oh, I'm just going to play a song or two. Here, I always start with the first song, Still Life with Woodpecker, um, and then I never want to turn it off. Whenever I get to where I'm going, I'm a little bit sad. Yeah. And I don't think they want me to feel sad. I don't think that was the uh, <laughs> feelings they were trying to evoke. Um, but nevertheless, Never but it makes me happy to share it with all of our listeners. So why don't we do that? Mm -hmm. uh, this is Still Life with Woodpecker from the album Seance Seance from our buddies in New London, Connecticut, the Hempsteadies.
was the hemp steadies with still life with woodpecker rounding out my bottom uh five of my top 10 list uh so now we're going to move into the nitty-gritty uh of our lists and bob's going to kick things off with his top five starting with number five who do you got bob another new york band i think this is my third new york band where did new york punk come from i mean i know it's been around forever but it then it like died <laughs> out <laughs> It died out, and this year I've got all these New York bands on my list. Uh, look, I I don't know where this stands in the realm of punk, but it's hard, and it's slow, and it rocks, uh, and uh, it's... It's a great album. It reminds me of a few bands um, combined together, uh, Basement, a little bit of Brand New, um, and there's a lot of other stuff in there. So uh, this is Animal Flags, Void Ripper. I fucking I loved this album. It was a late add on my list. I'm not exactly sure when it came out, but I discovered it around November. Um, and it is the fourth album from the band. And uh, again, this is another one of those bands where I'm like, their fourth album, what are their other three? Like, I need to go back and listen to these. But uh, I also want to find albums for my albums of the year and not get into old albums like I tend to do. Like, I very easily could have just went through their catalog and found a different album and listened to that, and then I would have missed them completely. So, um, really impressed by this album, and uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to some more of their stuff. I don't know if you checked this out or not. We didn't play it earlier. I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. I definitely. I checked out all of your uh, all of your picks Aww, uh, because I want to be thorough. You're a sweetheart. And I appreciate your opinion. I value your opinion, Bob. Thanks. And so, yeah. I mean, you. this the the song uh, that um, that I picked, if we were to play, was named after the album Void Ripper. But um, it's a lot of just ups and downs, and I really like the album that has a lot of fluctuation like that, even within their songs. So, check it out. Um, and uh, yeah. Coming into number four. This was oh, a man. fun album. Hot Mulligan's yeah, Pilot. Uh, this is the first album that I am aware from, from Michigan's Hot Mulligan. Uh, <laughs> I don't even name. know what the name means. It sounds very dirty, uh, but that it could does. just be my mind. Uh, and so, at any rate, um, it was a really great pop punk album. Um, I just I can't say enough about it. I'm sure... Uh, the album would speak for itself. So, I don't know. I don't yeah, want to ruin not, it. It's not too pop punky. You know, we did have some pop, um, some pop 
like more classical or traditional pop uh, earlier in the list, and, and these guys aren't quite as poppy uh, as some of those. So I think um, this is one of those where maybe your fun punk might apply. Yeah, well, it, and it's a little <laughs> more emo. Um, it is. I had some other bands on the list like this, um, and uh, this this is the one that made it. And so that's another way that I pick is I kind of go through and I'm like, Again, like I said, I can't pick all ska bands. I can't pick all oh, hard yeah, bands. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And, of course. And also, not only can I not pick that, I mean, it's like when you find a hard album to fill that void, like that's the one I get in that mood, and that's what I listen to when I'm in that mood. So um, <laughs> this is when I wanted to, uh, you know, to really have that like throwback emo, like, I don't know, 2003 feel. This is what I was throwing on amongst another album that we'll mention in a little bit. Well, let's go ahead and listen to a song from it, and the the listeners can decide uh, what they label it, because it doesn't really matter what we think. Um, This one is Wes Dalt Can't Find the Madison Falcon, whatever the fuck that means, (laughs) uh, from the album Pilot. Uh, This is Hot Mulligan.
From the heart of Michigan, that was Hot Mulligan with Wes Dalt, Can't Find the Madison Falcon. So the uh, Madison Falcon's got to be like a play on the Millennium Falcon or something. I don't know who Wes Dalt is. Uh, I don't know. But it rhymes with John Gold from an Ayn Rand book or Ayn Rand or however the, the fuck you're supposed to say her name. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think uh, you're explanation of the song title is sufficient either. <laughs> um, but that was, that was uh, from uh, Bob's number four on I, his list. And so Rand has the, a, uh, a book called Atlas Shrugged. Wes Dalt sounds like John Galt, who is a person that's a question. People say, who is John Galt? And I never finished the book. It was really not. fucking long. And it's just not. So a guy who can't be found can't find the Madison Falcon, which is like the, I don't which know. Which is like the Millennium Falcon. Hot Mulligan. Millennium Tell me what the Falcon. song means. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll send it in. Trust me. Uh, but well done, boys. Uh, Bob uh, thinks you deserve a Coca Cola for that one. I do. So I'd, I'll uh, buy you one. Moving on into the top three. Top Bob, three. I know we've talked about it. Here Let's it is. Hear it. Here it is. Uh, number three is from Melbourne, Australia. The Bennies, Natural Born Chillers. I played them uh, earlier. I added them to the playlist, and. Uh, I, this album's great. I, I, again, another I, these these top four albums. I'm just gonna say these albums were great. I don't know. They speak for yeah. themselves. Like yeah. from beginning That's to fine. end, these were just like the albums that were so good uh, that I love every song on them. Yeah. Um, the Bennies have a lot of diversity. There are some songs like I had a hard time picking which song that I would want to play on this uh, and, because and there were so many great songs. And I think you chose a good one. And to kind of speak to the diversity of the album, when I was doing a little research, I was just checking out their website. Because I always like to see how bands classify themselves. And I want to, you know, kind of respect that. And that's kind of what I lead with. Um, and these guys describe themselves as psychedelic, reggae, ska, doom, metal, punk, rock from hell. Yes. <laughs> So I think that actually sums up the sound perfectly. It, it took me a minute to find out where they were really from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they are down, they are from Down Under, like you said. Down uh, Under, another another Australian fourth band. album. Where have you guys been my whole life? Um, and I'm surprised <laughs> I've picked so many fourth albums as like good albums for my album. Like usually, by the time I get to a fourth album in a band, I'm like, eh, I'm over this band or whatever. Yeah. And this was just so solid. Again, um, great fucking you got album. A, you got a lot of binging to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, I agree. The Binnies was a fantastic album. Uh, their uh, Natural Born Chillers was the name of that one. Uh, really cool. Um, and the song that you picked for this one, like I said, was my favorite off of the whole album. And that wow. was Ocean. Let's go ahead and play it. <laughs> It's a very bad scene. You got the trust. I got the trust inside of me. It's a very deep ocean. It's a very bad scene. 
from Melbourne, Australia's The Bennies. Bob's number three. Now we're getting into it. Bottom two, Bob. Bottom, what do you got? Bottom two. Actually, before I get to the number three, one last thing to say about The Bennies and Ska. You know, their bass player <laughs> it fucking kills okay. it. It's so hard to find, like... Uh, <laughs> Ska bass players have a tendency to play like the same old ska bass lines, right? And it requires talent. Uh, And sometimes it feels forced or it feels repetitive or it's been pulled from somewhere. um, And this guy did it. It all feels original. Uh, And I think that was a big selling point on the band for me. Anyways, enough about the Bennies. There you go. See, you didn't say this album was great. You added some more to it, which is more than I do. I'm the guy that says, yeah, it's great. I liked it. (laughs) So good job. Very excellent uh, expert analysis. Uh, Now... Numero dos. <laughs> Number two. Uh, there couldn't be a better album and a better band to encompass the sound of punk rock and its core and its essence, uh, essence wow. than wow. the Shell Corporation. Fucked. Uh, <laughs> what a great album name. With the period after it. With the period. With the period. <laughs> uh, their, their third album, a solid album, uh, a political album. Um, oh, yeah. it, again, uh, when I turn this on, I just think of like good old, old school 2000s anti-flag um, mm-hmm. with a new twist and a new feel and a good sound and some awesome catches and hooks. And uh, I just have so much fun when I listen to this album. Um, it really is the the hard album that I throw on it and I enjoy. So yes, and it made my list, and uh, we'll get there in a minute. It came in at number three, so it's pretty much the only album that we agreed on for our actual top ten list. Indeed, so, um, that should tell you how good it is, uh, it, because our our opinions are valued throughout the in- industry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, couldn't get through it with a straight face. Sorry. There are uh, there no, are some agreements that we have album. though and uh and uh yeah. So, at any rate, yes, this is is a great album. And uh those are from uh Hometown Boys right there, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um which it was your only LA pick, right? I think we were looking at kind of where everybody was from earlier. And, and that we didn't was, have anybody from home. That was my only LA pick. Hometown. Uh 
Well, good job. And 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 again, it made my list. We'll kind of breeze over it a little bit later. But fucking incredible album. Yeah. Uh, I if it was actually a physical album, I probably would have uh, worn the th- the threads down on. It. Is that what they're called? The grooves on the album. I don't know, dude. It's been forever since I. Was um, Coming in at number one. Work. Let's hear it, Bob. Uh, number one. This got to be the greatest album of. 2018, according to Bob. According to Bob. This is an album I showed a lot of people, and they did not enjoy this album like I did. Uh, It is going to be hit or miss for you. If you love it, I think you will fucking love it. If you don't love it, you're not going to like it. Um, This is the Freshman album, the first album from a South London band called Shame. Uh, I discovered these guys back in August or September, and I think the album had just come out. Uh, The album is called Songs of Praise, and they went from such a low amount of followers on Spotify to me picking this album like, oh, cool, you know, they're probably still small, this and that. I checked them out yesterday, and they have over 300,000 followers. Uh, so in the past six months, they've made quite a name for themselves. I missed them when they came out to the States the first time. They're coming back out again, but uh, I don't know if they're hitting up LA. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but this band, Shame, um, has like an 80s feel to it where the songs are like maybe just two chords and some simple beats and like... I don't know if there's synth in it, but it just has this real like 80s feel about it. But then we'll, and not 80s punk. I'm just talking like 80s, yeah. like The Cure or something like yeah. that. Um, 80s pop. And then they'll break out into these really like, not punk parts, but they'll just open up the chords and, and make the drums heavy and the singer starts screaming. And it feels like awesome punk. Um, I love the diversity between it. Their songs are really simple, yet really, really catchy. Um, feels a little bit like gothy at some times. I, I yeah, don't know. Is goth yeah. punk a thing? Um, I don't know. But uh, I I really love this album a lot. Uh, and I, I know a lot of other people do too, which is why they're growing so quickly. I don't know. Maybe London loves them. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, this this was an album I was super. Ex- I, I don't know if I would say I was super excited about it, but I just found myself turning it on all the time and around friends who I'm like, check this out, and they're like, I don't like it, and I'm like, let's listen again though. <laughs> it's so good, you will like Time it. Down. You yeah, will like exactly. this album. <laughs> Cramming it in there. Oh ears. yeah, I and I showed um, so many people, but like I said, it just because my friends didn't like them, clearly other people do, and there's something yeah. about this band. So I hope you enjoy yeah. them too. And okay, so let's go ahead. You intro the song since you're so high on them. Don't so, fuck it up. So, this is Shame, One Rizla from Songs of Praise.
One Rizla from Shame's first album, Songs of Praise, my number one of 2018. Number one album from Widow Bobby. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't, um, I, I wasn't too keen on it. I was one of the friends that wasn't like uh, dancing around about it, but um, that's what makes this world go rock and round. Yes. So I'm glad you enjoyed it and you found some joy in it. And I'm sure uh, that they uh, are very glad that you love their album. They're skyrocketing. I don't even think they'll know or care. Yeah, probably not. Hey, let's say that it was because of us, though. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> Roger. Uh, all right, let's crack into my top five. Let's uh, do it. Another hometown, uh, another hometown act here. Spanish love songs um, put out uh, their second LP, Schmaltz. Um, great album from top. From, from top to bottom, uh, the writing is always excellent. Um, it competed it, with about their. It competed what? with Hot Mulligan for me. This was a great oh, yeah. album. I can't. Yeah. I can't agree more. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo. We played on. That was the one we yeah. played earlier this year, right? I uh, think so. I can't. Remember. You introduced no, no, I don't me. Think so. Well, you introduced me. You took me to yeah. the show. Um, that's the show where we interviewed uh, uh, Decent Criminal. At, actually yeah, down at yeah, Alex's yeah. bar they were amazing live super fun um, and the album was great so what a what a good yeah. pick on your part they're really cool guys um, and uh, something about the writing is just uh, it I don't know it's, it's very vivid it makes you kind of visualize everything he's uh, an excellent writer and um, he is a writer by trade so it stands to is reason he? that the the what, lyrics would be good too. What yeah. does he? What does uh, he do? He he works in the industry doing movies or TV. Or wow, awesome, very um, cool. So, yeah, right. Script writing, I believe, is what it is. Where are they um, from? Uh, Los Angeles or California? Where are they oh, from? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. They're from right there in LA. I'm gonna have to um, hook up with them more and go see more of their local shows when they play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually playing here uh, in Denver coming up soon. They're playing a so, uh, a set. Uh, where Joey Cape is playing a solo set at one of our little local breweries at Ratio. That don't help me none. Um, yeah, so Spanish love songs, hometown boys. Uh, I've kind of seen them grow. Not that they're as huge as they're going to be, but they're starting to get pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very proud of them. Uh, and their second LP was uh, Balls. Do the kids still say Amazeballs? Uh, well, you do, and you're not a kid, so probably not. Okay. Yikes. Uh, let's just move on before I embarrass myself any, any, anymore. Uh, number four from Leeds, that's in the UK. Uh, this uh, next one uh, still lives on my playlist. I already started a playlist for this year and I put Eat Defeat on. Um, uh, their newest album, I think will be okay, uh, has been out, for, I think it came out right around the middle of the year. Uh, and uh, great shit. Uh, it's a toe tapper. Uh, I love it. The the songs um, kind of feed off of one another, and it kind of builds up as as the album goes. Um, and really, just a, a pinnacle album uh, as far as I'm concerned. And I think it's their best yet. Uh, really excited for them too, because they're a young band, so you know there's going to be a lot of cool shit coming up. Uh, and I think they even said that they're going to be recording more music already uh, awesome. on their Facebook page in 2019. So awesome. definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't have enough good things to say about these guys. And it's just, you know, it's straight up poppy punk. Um, and people that, you know, want to say, you know, pop punk isn't real punk. Get the fuck 
fuck out of here. You're wrong. Uh, this is good shit. I'm right. You're wrong. Um, As always. But put it on. Put it on. You'll listen to it and you'll like it. And you'll try and find another name to describe it as so you don't have to say you like pop punk and get some punk points taken. But fuck it. I'm in the negatives in my, pop, uh, in my punk points anyway. So I'll just come right out and say it. Pop punk's just as good as any of the other genres. So stop being elitist. Um, and to prove it, I'm going to play a song. Uh, this one is a little less than okay from the album I think will be okay. Spin it, Bob.
some of the UK's finest pop punk. That was Eat Defeat with a little less than OK, uh, which was from my number four album of the year. I think we'll be OK. Um, and uh, coming in at number three, we discussed this earlier, the Shell Corporation, uh, Fucked, which is the perfect album for this day and age. I think it really... Um, uh, is is a, the music that we need for these trying times in our wonderful country? Yeah, from sea to shining sea. Don't you don't you think Yikes. it 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 is just the epitome of what a punk album should be? It is. I think it is. Like, and and I always say when it, when Bad Religion finally decides to to call it quits, I think the Shell Corporation should be dubbed. I think there should be like a, a ceremony, like they do with knights. <laughs> and I think I think every member should be like knighted by um, the members of Bad Religion yeah. to pick up uh, kind of where they're going to eventually leave off. Yeah. Uh, because the Shell Corporation is kind of like a, a more modern day uh, Bad Religion. Okay. So, Good comparison. Uh, if you if you haven't heard it. Do yourself a favor. Do it. Inject this shit right into your fucking veins. Uh, number two was probably a little bit of a surprise one, and I took a little bit of heat for it. Uh, Rent Strike with the album Nine. That's a Roman numeral nine. Um, That's a know, one or an I and then an X. That's an IX. An yes, IX. Nine. For you uneducated um, Roman, uneducated folk. Folk, folk punk uh, gets a lot of heat. And uh, uh, and again, it kind of goes back to the little rant I had with the pop punk uh, from my number four pick. Like, there's nothing wrong with folk punk. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not punk. Um, in my opinion, anything that kind of embodies the ethos of DIY and and you know being good to one another and sharing in in a community is punk. And and I don't think any band. Um, uh, embodies that right now than Rent Strike does. Um, I just a fantastic folk album. I think, folk band. I think folk punk is more accepted as punk than pop punk. Maybe this is a debate for another time, but I think it's generally it more accepted. I think there are so many big bands out there and, and crusty bands who do a little bit of a folky something or other. I mean, Days and Days is a good example yeah. of like a crusty ska folk punk that like everybody knows and respects. Yeah, but you're still going to have the people that love them or hate them. There's really not a lot of True. in between with True. bands like that. But I don't. And I think it's going. And I think it's the same with these guys and, okay. and folk punk in general. Um, but nonetheless, this album literally plays daily. One of the songs, at least, uh, plays daily um, in the anarcho punk household. Uh, it's actually a. Um, lord of the rings concept album and it's not what? like right it's not like right on lord of the rings i think he kind of uh is comparing a journey that he went on to the lord of the rings well now i'm gonna uh, listen again hear it. listen to the music and you can kind of pick up on some lord of the rings stuff but yes it's not you know right in your face lord of the rings but if you go back and listen there's some uh illusions to it is okay. it illusions i think illusions um, with an a yeah, and and the album birthed um, my theme song. Uh, what I think I like to in my head whenever I walk into a room, or if I'm walking cool, like in the hallways or something, the song that plays in my head, uh, "The Road Giveth," which I think <laughs> is the second song on the album, uh, really um, tells my story perfectly. So if you want to know uh, how I am personally, you should listen to "The Road Giveth." Don't um, listen to it. But you don't, you don't want to know how. He no, is. you really don't want to know me. It's not a like a, a thing that you would want to announce, but. 
Uh, so Rent Strike also has a split coming out a little bit later this year uh, with She, Her, and Hers. I think it's just She, Her, Hers. There's uh, slashes in between them. Um, but um, definitely keep uh, an eye out on the website because I think we're going to be debuting a song from that over at the dot com. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for that because I know uh, She, Her, Hers is really good and we know Rent Strike's good. They're number two on my uh, albums of the year list. So um, really excited for that too. Uh, all right, let's move things along. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Okay. Coming in. Let's play as... Oh, shit. How about we play a song from Rent Strike and we'll just say fuck everybody that doesn't want to hear folk punk. I'm going <laughs> to uh, force my musical taste on you, the listener. This one is Family Graveyard. From the album Nine.
That was Rent Strike with Family Graveyard. Next up, my number one album of the year, and Bob mentioned it earlier, uh, former member. The album is Old Youth. Did I mention and, that earlier? Uh, you did. I think you, you made reference to it. Okay. Um, uh, anything by Jason uh, Shevchuk is already skyrocketing to the top of any list that I make. Uh, and I think the fact that they made no announcement of it whatsoever, it just kind of came out one day and everybody was like, holy shit, a new album from The Chev. The I'm going to just start calling him The Chev. <laughs> um, yeah, I, nobody that I knew of knew that an album was coming out. Now, I mean, I'm not like connected to the scene, but I'm so in connected. the scene enough to know that if an album's coming out. And there was uh, no uh, reference to this uh, in the ether. Uh, it just kind of dropped one day, and uh, I bought it that day. I bought a digital album that day, and just I've just been listening to it. I'd venture a guess that I'd listen to the album uh, from beginning to end. Uh, 85 times. Wow. Nice. Probably. Nice. Whenever I don't have something to listen to, or if I'm not listening to something like for the podcast, I would just throw that on. Another, so. uh, another very diverse album too. I mean, um, it goes through a lot of ups and downs, um, and very poppy, very emo-y, but with like this grungy, raspy feel to it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the album myself. Um, yeah. So a good pick. For I don't know one. who didn't. Um, I don't know that everybody put it at number one, but I know just about everybody I talked to enjoyed the album and played it quite a bit. And it's really um, nostalgic for people like me that have you know kind of been following them since the Kid Dynamite days on through None More Black and a couple other little side projects. Um, so I think out of all the songs on here, probably the most nostalgic for me um, is probably Former Member with Spanish Love Songs being a, a close second just because they always talk about Ralph's parking lots and shit. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, Former Member really kind of took it back for me back to the uh, None More Black days. It really sounded a lot like that. Yeah. And, and it sounded like from your top 10 list that a lot of that was kind of nostalgia based. You know, you said the, the shame is kind of like 80s um, sounding and uh, who else? There was another band, uh, We Were Sharks, that said, you know, it kind of took you back to the, the totally. late 90s. Ab absolutely. So, that's kind of cool how it uh, kind of brings up memories and you can kind of tie songs to different uh, events from the past or different times of the past. And it kind of affects your list right now and what you listen to. Absolutely. Pretty crazy. Yep. That's, um, that's our message for this episode. There's still always punk out there that will get you back to your it. roots. That's right. We always make fun that we're a dying scene, but... I mean, literally, there's 20 albums that we just named, or 19, because we shared one. Um, so no excuses, man. Don't make excuses. Just listen to music. Yeah. And how about right now, you listen to this fucking music from my number one album of the year, Old Youth. This is Former Member with The Fall of Fergie Jenkins.
Fergie Jenkins from my number one album of the year, Old Youth, from Former Member, uh, which is from the illustrious J- Jason Shevchuk. The Chev. Making it a thing. What are we going to do now, Bob? Uh, that's it. That's it. That's our top ten list. We, Great job. We did it. We made it through another year. And, I commend uh, you. We are on to the the nineteens already, or I, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, I've already had a hard time uh, writing it, like on uh, reports and emails and shit. So yeah, totally. still not used to it yet. I've already got, got a uh, two thousand nineteen playlist going. Um, Way to go! And I've already got a band that I added to my two thousand nineteen playlist for the possibility of a. Uh, Top ten in 2019. Uh, from oh a yeah, band the called... search has already started. It's, it's already who, who started. Who is it? Radar State. So you heard it here first. <laughs> um, no, I've kind of already started doing the same thing. Um, and and everybody, you know, make sure you're paying attention uh, for our next episode because we got um, uh, the a link for the new Be Like Max album, um, full LP. I listened to it the other night twice through in one night um, because it's just so fucking good. And that one's already written in on my albums of the year list for 2019. Because yep. you got to, I mean, you, just like you said earlier, if you don't write it down or capture it in some way, you're going to forget gotta and start. overlook a great album. Yep. So that's what I do. I write them all down and throughout the year, just kind of bold them as I go along. And by the end of the year, I have about 15 or so. So I can usually trim it down pretty good. But this Be Like Max uh, album, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, it's an early contender. It's going to be out mid-February. Uh, but if we if we get our shit straight, we might be able to record our first, our next real episode and debut a song. Um, yeah. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, also, our next, our next show is going to be so stacked. Our inbox right now is overflowing with shit. Uh, our number one fan, Spike, uh, who listens to us over on YouTube, uh, sent us lots of awesome street punk. He said, we don't play enough street punk. And I said, I concur. Send me a list. So he sent us a list of street punk. So we're going to play a couple of those for our, uh, our buddy Spike. Um, and I think Bob's going to work on an interview TBD. So there's a little something to entice you to come back. A little mystery. Yeah. Um, but for now, let's close this fucker out. I think we've gone on long enough with our shitty opinions. We have, uh, let's play out with a song from the only album that made it on both of our lists, uh, from Jan and the boys in the shell corporation from the album. Fucked. This is Rooftops. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Adios. Yeah.